0: Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast Stardom is within your reach.
1: I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence podcast network and hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with it's an interview series presented by wFpk independent Louisville at wfpk.org consequence of sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're a subscriber, uh, thanks for joining us every single episode. We put new ones out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We appreciate you keeping up with us and all the comments from uh, wherever you're listening from. If you haven't given the series a a rating or review, those are always uh, very helpful as well. If you're not a subscriber, take that moment before we get into this to hit that subscribe button. It certainly is a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists and what they're up to. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, FKA Twigs. I'll be talking with Twigs about this amazing, fantastic new record called Magdalene, named after the biblical figure Mary Magdalene, and we're going to hear about the process of what went into this record. A lot of people call it a heartbreak record, and Twigs will not dispute that, but she'll tell you that uh, it's out of her hands at this point exactly what it's about. But we will talk a bit about compassion, catharsis and mental health, and some of the inspirations behind it. There's a few legendary 80s figures that she'll name off, and I'll drop in a few as well. We'll get to hear about her process, writing these really unique melodies and the, the way she develops song structures and the way she takes her time if you're a fan you may have noticed she isn't like the artists of today that are singles focused there's time between her releases she is an album artist but she's also an artist well beyond the musical notes a trained dancer who brings so many different elements into her live show in fact uh, if you've seen any of the videos for the single sad day she's up there with a sword and it looks dangerous and she pulls it off with pure beauty so we'll hear about that process And she's in a new movie, Honey Boy. So we'll touch on that as well and plenty more discussing this beautiful record called Magdalene. It's Kyle Meredith with FKA Twigs. Hi. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for doing this today. I've been such a big fan and it's quite the honor to talk about you behind another spectacular record.
2: Oh, thank you. No, it's great to be able to do this as well.
0: It is beautiful. It's spectacular. The art you do is sort of mind-blowing, and I mean that in the sense of what you do audio-wise and visual-wise. It makes being a fan so much fun. With this record, with Magdalene, it has been billed, I don't know, by you or by the critics as a heartbreak record. A heartbreak record. I've heard you talk about finding compassion and finding hope in this record, and I was kind of wondering if you could talk about... What that means to you, maybe versus how it's, you know, uh, the album is being painted?
2: Kind of a difficult question. It's not really up to me to say what the album is about. Now it's out in the world. If people see it as a heartbreak album, that's what it is. If people say that it's an album about unicorns, that's kind of what it's about at this point. Um, for me, like, you know, I'm just writing from my heart. And it's kind of hard because often songs change for me a lot after I've written them to the things that kind of, like, can seem sad at the time you know for me often might develop humor or irony after the fact especially once I start performing them live but I mean I don't know because yeah people do say it's a heartbreak album and you know my heart is definitely on there and it's definitely broken but I don't feel sad now you know (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know now now I guess I see it differently and I think there's a lot of you know moments of defiance and beauty and strength and other things on the album as much as there is heartbreak as well, I guess. But it's not really mine anymore. So it's kind of nice if people take different things, you know, and find different things to focus on.
0: I've heard you talk about kind of injecting some sly humor in there before. And I I find that amusing too, because if we don't know about that, if we don't pick up on it, I guess, it it almost keeps that, um, to me, I'm guessing like an inside joke for yourself, uh, it would seem to me that's a kind of a way to keep part of that song yours.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm not that much of a serious person, ironically considering like people take my work quite like, seriously. But like, I think I'm I'm a big fan of jokes and laughing, and even in dire situations, like often my go-to move to deal with with trauma is the kind of make a joke about it so i guess yeah there are moments in the album that for me do have that the kind of other side of the coin Uh,
0: i'll keep on the just the serious side for a minute before the album goes out to everybody when it is something still personal to you because with lyrics that seem you know really really important in that moment i thought you know we're in a time now when we are talking more openly about mental health than we ever have before does writing an album like this did writing this album for you offer the cathartic or catharsisism that that an artist hopes to gain by getting it out there did like was there healing to go along after you put this you know to recording
2: it's kind of quite a difficult question to ask i think i've been very blessed that i've spent a lot of my life making stuff i've been dancing since i was seven years old and i grew up in a very creative household so i think at this point it's really hard for me to like Distinguish how much healing or catharsis I find in my work. Cause I think I've always got things out through dancing or making things or painting when I was a kid, or you know, making music through my teenage years. But for me, it's normal. You know, it's kind of like asking, did you feel like you were missing a parent because your mum was a single parent? or uh-huh. well, it's like no, because that's all you've ever known, then. You know, your mum is your mum and your dad, and that is just how it is. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's a difficult question. I mean, I could lie and I could say, yeah, it was like <laughs> a really healing process, and I could go into why it was healing, but it's just not really, you know, it's, it's, I just kind of, I'm a Capricorn, you know, I just kind of get on with stuff, I, I just get on with it. I don't think everything has to be like a really complicated, difficult thing. It's not devaluing the work and I take my work very seriously and I put my everything into it and it's taken a very long time and it was definitely a process. But I also am very cautious of like arty partying things after the fact of it being done. You know, I was going through a lot, had a lot going on in my personal life. I made this album, it's very truthful. I really enjoyed making it as hard as it was and now it's in the world and it's not for me anymore, it's for... It's for other people, but, you know, like, I can't... I don't feel like all my problems are solved now I've made Magdalene. know right. <laughs> what right. I mean. Like, I did it, and it's great. But I'm still, like, the same person. If, it, if everyone could just be healed after making an album, then we'd all be doing it, wouldn't we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> your honesty. Uh, well, let me get, let me head over to the music then, because, you know, I, I've already complimented you, but the way you structure a song, uh, its it's very unique, and the melodies are, I mean... There's a lot of music in the world these days, and a lot of melodies just sort of end up sounding the same. I, I don't get that from the work that you do. And, and I feel like um, when I just saw the track list before I'd heard the record, I, I saw the word fallen alien, and my brain went to David Bowie. And and, uh, mm. and then, you know, I hear you use the lyric women's work. And, of course, my brain goes to Kate Bush and these things. And I think there is probably a lineage of what they did and, and how that you do things that, you know, it's – there's more in depth art, even more challenging music that's more popular than ever, accepted in the mainstream more than ever i I don't know if that if that's anything that you try to be aware of
2: I personally don't listen to that much like contemporary music, and in terms of like looking to like older. People for inspiration. I definitely would rather do that in terms of like creating a world and a, and a work ethic. Like when I think about people like Prince, or even you know anywhere from like Prince to Elton John to Kate Bush, you know, or any of those guys, even Adam and the Ants or okay. Bow Wow Wow. For me, they're world makers, and that that excites me more. There are, in my humble opinion, there aren't many world makers currently. There's only a few. There's only a small handful especially now as most artists are like quite single driven mm-hmm. instead of album focused it's kind of a different thing like to make a single is a certain type of art and to make an album is a, is like a different type of art i think it's just a, it's just a different process and both are like totally valid um, but i think that you know the the further we go back in time it's more about album makers and creating a, a full world like a full ex- experience it's like a 360 kind of experience that really excites me just because it's a bit i find it a bit more challenging and i just feel like i need to concentrate more and it's just more immersive i i i think i i don't listen to a lot of modern music not to say it's not it's not really good because some of it is really brilliant i just i don't know i think i just like, like older stuff maybe
0: I, i'd heard you say that uh I'm sorry, Nina's version of uh, Just Like a Woman was even a big inspiration on this, which it's one of my all-time favorite tracks. I was I was happy to read that wherever I did.
2: Oh, awesome. Yeah, I love that song. It's such a nice
0: song. I know, in the era of hyperspeed, you do take your time. Uh, and, and maybe you've just answered that, but is there ever pressure to give more, to, to throw out? I mean, it does seem like a lot of artists are doing that, like, oh, here's a one-off, here's a one-off, because I have to keep something going.
2: Um, I personally don't feel that pressure. I mean, I don't know. I just feel confident. I feel confident in what I've built. I do take my time, and I feel confident in what I've built. And I- I'd rather have like quality over quantity in terms of people that are like interested in what I do. You know, I'd rather take like yeah. like a sort of like solid ten thousand people around the world that like what I do and be able to recognise those faces than have a sort of itchy and unfocused ten million. I think a lot of people that have like enjoyed what I do throughout time have really been with me from the beginning, and um, that really excites me. Not to say that you know I don't want to like have new people discover and be able to share like what I'm doing with new people because I do, but um, I I don't feel the need to like oversaturate in terms of like being relevant because that might. Damage like the quality of my work if I'm rushing stuff. And then I always think, like, what if I like do a song and I rush it and I don't like it that much and then it accidentally turns into like a huge hit and then I have to sing it for the rest of my life at, at like holiday camps when I'm like 60 <laughs> and I'm known for this one song and I'm in like a holiday camp wearing like a moon singing this one song that I'm indifferent to. That would, that's quite depressing <laughs> for me to think that it could end up there. So I'd rather like, you know, take my time and then love everything that I do and I still want to sing it when I'm an old woman.
0: (laughs) I like singing. I was actually picturing for a half a second there, you know, 60 years old and um, and I'll turn it to the live show because I've noticed the uh, the sword play that you've learned and thinking... Like, what would that look like, you know, in in, in 40 years, 50 years?
2: Oh, I don't know, honestly. There's lots of dancers that manage to do it, though. I think about it sometimes. There's <laughs> lots of, like, dancers that are, like, older that still manage to condition their body and stay fit. So you never know, it could happen.
0: Can I ask what that experience was like? Because that is a, an extremely impressive trait, watching you do that with the swords. What was that process like for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like anything. It's the same as like learning the guitar or bass or piano or, you know, it just takes practice, doesn't it? That's all it is, it's practice. It's not hard work beats talent when, when talent doesn't work hard, you know? like It's just about the hours you put into... So if you put the hours in, then you're going to get better. That's literally, it's practically scientific, isn't it, that? That's one thing that you can be sure of. You put the hours into something, and you're going to get better at it. Even if it's just like an incremental difference. you're going to get better. So I kind of how I approach anything.
0: I guess my thought was that uh, that's entirely true, but unlike playing the piano or bass, this is something that uh, one bad move, and you could probably hurt yourself.
2: Yeah, but I've been dancing for a long time now, yeah. so I'm careful. Um,
0: I'll wrap up. I, I also just noticed uh, I, I saw the trailer to, to Honey Boy, the movie, and you're in that as well? I was going to ask you what, what your character was in that.
2: You just have to watch it, won't you?
0: <laughs> well, I plan on watching it. Just, I did know what, what your involvement was in that.
2: It's hard to explain. I think you should just watch it and see yeah. it
0: yourself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I will take that. <laughs> Well Twigs, I really do appreciate this. Like I said, this has been one of my favorite albums of the year to to hear this stuff and, and cellophane especially that whispered percussion that I just kinda of center in on every time. There's so many little moments like that throughout the record that I so appreciate. So thank you for the work and uh and, yeah, thank you for the conversation today.
2: Thank you much i'm so happy you're enjoying it that's why i do this i mean i just want people to be able to get lost in it and make their own decisions about it
0: absolutely i appreciate it it was a pleasure talking to you thank you so much
2: thank you so much have a lovely day
0: you too Bye.
2: bye
0: my thanks to fka twigs again the brand new record is called Magdalene, and it's out now. And thanks to you for checking out the episode as well. Appreciate you hanging around all the way through to the end here. Before you get out of here, hopefully you'll feel inspired to give the series a rating or a review. Just leave a comment in the comment box wherever you're listening from. Maybe something you liked about the episode. Always love hearing from you all. If you're not a subscriber, uh, do that before you get out of here because, again, uh, new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We try to make it easy for you and deliver this straight to your listening device. You can grab us at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast, any of those places, wherever you get your podcast from. And after that, head to wfpk.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.